All right, friends, welcome to the first ever episode of the Underground Strength Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Evanesh. I'm also the founder of the Underground Strength Gym, which started in 2002 out of my parents' one-car garage and backyard. Now, there's many videos and podcasts and interviews done with me about how the business started, so that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is so I can communicate with our parents, communicate with our athletes through another form of media. A lot of our parents will likely listen to this when they're commuting to work or maybe taking a walk, and then hopefully they can share some of these messages and tips with the athletes that we train. That being said, there will probably be a time where we do open back up for adults. Uh, At other locations I've had, we've trained adults. We've had separate time slots where we train them in the morning or maybe later in the evening. But uh, right now, that's not happening. Our location is in Manasquan, and it's all athletes, middle school, high school, and college athletes. And then we train adult athletes who are preparing for something. Could be preparing for jiu-jitsu competition, uh, police academy, first responder, you know, going to the uh, firefighter academy, prepping for military. The other day, uh, Sunday, I spoke to a good friend of mine who I trained. Uh, He spent two years with us and we prepared him for the FBI. And now he is a FBI special agent. And he reached out to me to just talk to me about how he started implementing the training again and how his overall health and energy and family life has just, you know, increased exponentially. So in this episode, I want to address a few key factors. The main theme or the overall factor that I want to touch upon is the what it takes factor. And a lot of people don't understand what it takes. A lot of parents don't understand what it takes. You've maybe gotten to the step where you've signed up your son or daughter for the underground, but you were never involved in highly competitive sports, or maybe you were just never a competitor at all. So you don't maybe know the difference between what we do at the underground strength gym and what every other coach is doing on every other neighborhood corner. Whereas in the early 2000s, I was probably the only strength coach in Central Jersey. There were less than five strength coaches up north, and I don't know if there was one or two down in South Jersey. That being said, things have changed. It's easier to open a business. People are passionate about this, but I've been training since 1989, coaching since 1995, and so some of the coaches out there I've been coaching longer than they've been alive. And so I bring a much different coach's eye, a much bigger, vaster experience level. And that being said, somebody who does something longer, you know, for more years, more decades, doesn't make you better than anybody else. Okay. But I just let the parents decide on those things. But sometimes people are looking for what's closer to home, what's more convenient, and what's $50 less per month. So let's get into what it takes. If I give a breakdown of the most successful athletes I've worked with, they tend to do a few things really, really well. Number one, they're lucky. They got lucky by having supportive parents. The supportive parents get their kids training all year round. I'm going to repeat that again. The supportive parents have their kids training all year round. The kids that tend to regularly almost achieve their goals, almost achieve what I 
see as their potential. Those athletes consistently train only in the offseason, and then when the sports season comes, they disappear, which makes zero sense. And you don't need to be an exercise uh, scientist to understand that. So when the sports season starts, you have your opening games, matches, competition. As the season goes on and progresses near the end, you now have playoffs. And if you've been skipping your training or doing it on your own, in your own knowledge, well, now you've lost a lot of what you've worked for. Because at the teenage years, once they go for two or three weeks without proper strength and conditioning that's organized according to science, that's organized according to what the individual athlete needs, that's organized according to their sport, that's organized according to their experience level. When you train the wrong way, you don't get those results. And so after two to three weeks, you experience what's called the detraining effect. You start to lose strength. You start to lose a little bit of power. Now, you don't realize it that first week, but a few weeks into losing it, now you start realizing you're a little bit more tired or you run into a competitor or another team that outmuscles you or outconditions you. And then it starts to negatively impact your son or daughter's confidence level because they start second guessing their preparation because other people are faster than they are. And some things you just can't do anything about it, like genetics. Some kids are genetically gifted or more talented than you, and they might be able to get away with it, meaning they could even be a little bit lazy and have more success than a very hard worker because they have more natural talent. That's the unfair part of high school sports. Just sipping on some tea here. Now, I've seen lazy wrestlers qualify for the state tournament and i have seen some of the most hard-working ultra dedicated wrestlers not qualify for the state tournament do i think it's unfair it's heartbreaking is what i think but it is what it is at the college level i've coached at lehigh and Rutgers. i watch those talented athletes lose to the athlete who just consistently shows up and keeps outworking those who are talented but cut corners. And to me, that's a massive problem. This is why we place a premium on work ethic and consistency because laziness is never an advantage and inconsistency is never an advantage. Period. End of story. If I have to convince you to train year round, you're not that serious. You could say how busy you are. You could say how tired you are, but really it's all bullshit. They're just lies that you tell yourself to justify not being fully dedicated. You want to be dedicated when it's convenient, but when you're tired or the challenge is on, you don't want to be dedicated. And if we look at the definition of dedication, it is to be all in. So if you're only there during the off season or only there when it's convenient, you're not dedicated. That being said, at the time of this recording, it's March 10th. Uh, my assistant, Sarah, she's a virtual assistant. I tell her at the end of the month, look through the attendance. If you see somebody has not shown up for several weeks or they're com- you know, completely inconsistent, then we're canceling and uh, deactivating membership. 
We're not even reaching out to parents anymore. I don't want your money and I don't want your kid coming here on and off and then sharing all these excuses. If something's going on, you should be sending out an email at undergroundstrengthcoach at gmail.com letting us know what's going on. Now I want to go into kind of the glue that <clears throat> holds everything together, and that is overall lifestyle. So when we look at overall lifestyle, I look at nutrition, I look at sleep habits, and I also look at your social circles. Who do you hang out with? Who do you surround yourself with? Do you surround yourself with winners, with champions, with competitors, or do you surround yourself with people who have these excuses anytime something doesn't go their way? They blame somebody else. It's never their fault. They blame the ref. They blame their parents. They blame work. They blame the sport coach. Um, that is what I call a battery drainer. You're going to hold yourself back by being around those people. They drain your battery. They're like a just like a negative, you know, energy that you have to remove and completely cut out from your life. So your social circle has to be filled with winners. It's number one. Number two, nutrition. I could see a mile away who's eating properly, who's eating like excess processed foods, and who's not eating enough. Meaning, if I look at the physique, and the physique looks strong and lean and muscular, I could see eggs, steak and potatoes, fruits, veggies, you know, a salad on the regular, eating strong, healthy foods, you know. If I see uh, saggy muscles, flabby belly, uh, slouchy posture, I see an athlete who is eating a lot of processed foods, who's likely buying the school lunch on the regular, who often or always skips breakfast because, quote, I'm too busy which in translation means I'm too lazy to wake up 15 minutes early and make eggs and toast or make myself some oatmeal or make myself an egg and cheese sandwich. Simple things like that don't even take 15 minutes. The other thing I see when I look at these two different physiques is if you've uh, got a lot of excess body fat and poor muscle tone, your dinner is probably high in carbohydrates. So a lot of pasta, a lot of Italian-style foods. Dinners at this age with athletes who need the energy should be higher protein, moderate carbs, and moderate fats, healthy fats. I'm talking about avocados, um, healthy oil on the salad like olive oil, avocado oil, eating olives, um, eating whole eggs, not egg whites. When you eat uh, chicken, you could have the skin on the chicken. And I remember being at Lehigh and they had their ID camp or their wrestling camp where the coaches can um, essentially scout some of the kids. And the nutritionist at the university was speaking to over 100 wrestlers. And she said some of the worst nutrition. She shared some of the worst nutrition advice. She said when they, you know, a good snack would be cereal but have low-fat milk, okay, which is ridiculous. Low-fat milk is like water in disguise. Athletes, especially wrestlers or combative athletes, lacrosse, um, rugby, football, athletes that are going through like impact, they need healthy fats. The healthy fats give cushion to the joints. They are an excellent source of energy. And they also, um, <clears throat> so energy, and they also provide cushion to the joints. And so if I'm a wrestler 
and now I'm having a low fat diet, I'm going to have uh, more joint pain. I'm going to be beating up my knees even more so. She told them that when they eat chicken, she, they should take the skin off the chicken. Okay. A low fat diet is so outdated. The optimal diet for athletes is an optimal blend of protein, carbs, and fats. If you're carrying excess body fat, probably need to reduce the carbs and increase the protein and have uh, kind of like a uh, not so much changing how much you eat, but changing what you eat. Oftentimes, I see that kids are not eating enough. So everybody who has signed up and has become a member, in your first email, parents receive a link to a PDF with our nutrition guidelines. Many don't follow through. We need to follow through on that. Another issue is some of our boys show up and enter the gym buying a bunch of snack foods from 7-Eleven, and that food is uh, processed protein bars, fake stuff, right? They're basically candy bars in disguise. Uh, some of our kids come in with candy bars, and that's unacceptable. I heard of it today. One of my coaches said one of our athletes comes in and has a Snickers bar, a Reese's peanut butter cup. I don't want that at all, okay? I've even seen my son do it. And the issue here is we see older kids doing it, and then the younger kids think, that's what I could do. But you can't do it. Everybody's different genetically, and it's a bad health habit to get into eating shitty food, period, but then have shitty food before you train. So your nutrition simply has to follow our guidelines. And I'm not going to go over them now because I want you to read them in the PDF. The last thing I want to talk about is attendance. Your attendance has to be consistent. Um, some kids will miss the last six weeks of a season. Oh, I was so busy. I was so tired. Yet their teammates are showing up. Well, I'm not sure what's so different from the practice that you're both going through, but one shows up, the other doesn't. Or half that team shows up, the other half doesn't. I would, And then they're like, I'm going to come every day, five days a week. No. I've had some of the best athletes I've worked with. They trained twice a week but they never stopped. They trained for four, five, six years straight. And the truth of the matter is, what we do is not some quick fix. You're not going to become some sort of freak athlete in six weeks. The truth is, and people don't wanna hear this, true sport performance and results and even long-lasting health for adults, this is a journey, four, five, six, 10 years. Nobody wants to think like that anymore. They all want results yesterday without showing up. And I sound like I'm a bit fired up because I have heard so many excuses from so many athletes lately and parents. It's ridiculous. You, you have signed up at the underground because you want us to help your child win. That is the ultimate end story bottom line. We want to see them succeed not just in sports but also in life. But how are you going to succeed in life with all these excuses? What if we turn the tables? What if the coaches had excuses and, you know, don't show up 80% of the time, 50% of the time, or when they show up, sometimes they have energy, sometimes they don't. No, we're bringing the thunder all the time and we should not be coaching effort. That is what your son and daughter need to bring on their own. That's not what we need to bring. We're bringing the expertise of sports performance. They must bring the work ethic.
All right, next up, excellence inside the gym should also be happening outside of the gym, meaning your academics. I mentioned social circles before. If I hear stories or find out that you're, you know, drinking and smoking pot, you're out. I don't want anything to do with those kind of athletes. Um, if you think that's cool, let me tell you what's cool. Doing the right thing is cool. Working hard is cool. Being an overachiever. I know a lot of kids get made fun of in school. They call you a tryhard. Well, let me tell you something. Laziness has never been cool. It will never be cool. It never was and never will be cool. Hard work is cool. Period. End of story. When kids tell me, oh, I'm a student first, I never said not to be a great student. I said to be great at everything. And we've had athletes go to Princeton, Tufts, Rutgers. Rutgers is not easy to get into. Lehigh, Maryland, um, Northeastern, Northwestern, Boston College, Boston University. Um, schools that are very high academic and they competed in sports. And they were very successful in sports. We've had kids with, I didn't even know it was possible, with, you know, GPAs above 4.0s. And they were all state wrestlers, state champ wrestlers, all conference football and lacrosse players, leading scorers on their team. You know why they're great? They didn't come with those weak excuses. What, you know, my one friend, he is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. But when we met, he struggled to pay rent on his apartment in Ohio. Now he lives in NorCal and he makes several million dollars a month. And his motto is this, okay? The road to nowhere is paved with excuses. I'm going to say that again. The road to nowhere is paved with excuses. And so with all these excuses about why you can't do this, why you can't do that, what do you expect us to do as coaches? Do you want us to pat you on the back and say, you know what? It's okay. Let's just make, let's just, I support your excuses. I'm not. Okay. I've been hired by mom, dad, or grandma, grandpa, or aunt and uncle to train son or daughter to help you get strong, fast, athletic, confident, and tough. And those things do not happen by accident. They require a commitment on your end, both in the gym and out of the gym with all the things I've just previously spoken about. So the truth of the matter is our most successful athletes train year round. They commit to every training session, making something powerful come about from it because this time in your life can change the outcome of your future. It can help you get into a better college. You can leverage your athletics by getting into a better college, which now puts you in a better network, gives you opportunity to create a, to get a better job or start a business with somebody else. One of my friends is Kip Folks. He used to be, he was a co-founder of Under Armour. He met his business partner at University of Maryland when they were on the lacrosse team. Okay, he sold off his share, but let me tell you, he's living good. And those guys were workers. Success is not an accident. And the truth of this kind of generation is you're doing a lot of things, right? So our wrestlers now, they <clears throat> go to multiple wrestling clubs. 
you have a mindset coach, multiple wrestling coaches, you lift with, you know, you train at the underground strength gym, then you're training at school, you're doing seven or eight different things. But guess what? We have had and seen less success from the people who do so much stuff. Same thing with football. You're training at your school, you're training with us, then you got to go somewhere else for this special and that special stuff. And you're not making a dent. You're not blowing anybody's mind. And it's because people are confusing activity with accomplishment. And that's a big problem. Doing more stuff does not guarantee more results. But the things you do must be executed with excellence. That's what brings about more success. If I look back at our most successful athletes, not only were they consistent, they were also loyal. They didn't program jump and program hop. Now, even in the colleges, kids were coming and going nonstop. At Lehigh, kids were quitting. Kids were transferring out. Same thing at Rutgers. Every two to three weeks, somebody else is new, somebody else is out. And it's like normal activity. And what do they say? The coach doesn't like me. You don't like me. He, Evanesh, doesn't like me. He's so hard on me. What athletes should be worried about is when I ignore you. Yesterday, I had to explain to two athletes that when they come in from lacrosse practice, they don't get to skip the warm-up. You did movement and running during lacrosse. We don't know exactly what you did. Now you have to come in and prepare your muscles, your mind, your joints, tendons, ligaments for the training that's happening. The warm-up you do to prepare for a sport is different than the warm-up you do in a weight room for sports performance training. And so we're not going to continue uh, allowing these excuses and I've said it many times before, I'll burn this gym down before I accept mediocrity. And sometimes we're pretty close to it. And I know we have some new uh, kids at the gym and some of the parents might be like, whoa, Evanesh is crazy. Well, there's a certain expectation depending on your child's age. In sixth grade, it's just introducing them, having fun. Seventh grade, we elevate that intensity. We elevate the work. Eighth grade, midway through eighth grade, now it's like, listen, if you don't take this seriously, the competition is taking it seriously and you are a liability. If you don't take it seriously, you will get injured. And we're not talking about, you know, little injuries like a broken thumb. There are serious injuries that can happen in sports. And if you're not prepared, then you are prepared to get hurt. And I will always do my job to the 10th degree. I'm not going to do a good enough job. And the coaches, on the staff, we check in with each other every day through email, and then we have just a constant text chain going with who we're working on, who needs work, here's a new piece of information, here's how we get better. And I say it when I speak at conferences, I go, the coaches who work for me, it's not easy. I am very tough on them. I'm very tough on them. I don't give anybody slack. Why? Because they're your kids. I'm talking about your son or your daughter, and I will not let you down. But some of you let yourself down and let your family down. And parents, some of you, you flat out are okay with your kid being average. 
And I'm like very confused because our website is really clear about what it takes. And I think we need some of you to have a heart to heart with your kids. And, you know, this could be the last month for some of those kids. I'd rather work with 10 all out athletes than 50, 60, 70 who are kind of sort of interested. Maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. I, I want to see greatness because if you don't do it now, you don't get second chances down the road. Right now, opportunity is knocking, and some of our athletes and parents don't want to open the door. This was an intense first episode. I had to kind of do a brain dump, everything that's been on my mind with what I'm seeing with our athletes and athletes in general with today's generation. and. If you're offended, um, it could be that you are realizing, whoa, he's actually talking about the way we do things. And I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm a dad with two kids involved in sports. Okay. But I tell them, if you're going to be doing this, we're going to do it great. But I will not push their work ethic. If they want to be lazy, then there is repercussions for that. And it's called not making the team. It's called sitting the bench. And if you're going to, if they're going to half-ass it, I'll pull them out and they will go only for academics. Okay. But if you're signed up for something, then be all in. I will not allow parents to waste their hard-earned money because their son or daughter has excuses. And I, and I got, and I got to say, uh, s- some of our athletes are amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, I'm going to give a shout out to one of our kids now. I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to mention names usually on this podcast, but uh, our boy Nicholas Aqua, Aquaman, started training with us in seventh grade. Okay, He's a graduating senior. He qualified for the state tournament. He worked his ass off, and he never stopped training. In season, off season, we're talking about six years of work to be a state qualifier. Six years. People don't realize that. That is what it takes. And then, of course, look, you might have somebody play football for their first time ever, senior year, absolute genetic freak, all-conference, all all-shore, all-state. It happens. But I'm going to tell you what. We're going to watch Aquaman become an All-American in college because his work, ethic, his work ethic will outlast and he will beat those who don't put in the work. I've seen it. I've been at the Division I level. And believe it or not, even when I worked with Naval Special Warfare, SEAL Team 6, not SEAL Team 6, the best of the best, one of the guys said, he goes, you'll be shocked. Sometimes, somehow, some way, the wrong guy gets in here. They, sneak, they somehow just like constantly keep sneaking by. They get past each kind of thing by the, you know, by the skin of their fingernails, even at that level. It's everywhere. So remember, you can control your effort. You can control your attitude. If we coach you hard, don't be babies about it. Don't get offended about it, okay? That's immature and that's weak. If a coach is pushing you hard, it's because they want to see you succeed. We don't want to celebrate mediocrity. Look at it like this. 
Apply excellence to everything you do. Not just sports, not just academics, not picking and choosing and cherry picking. Apply it to everything you do. That's it, friends. UndergroundStrengthGym.com. If this was shared with you and you're a friend of a member or you're interested and you're a parent of an athlete, go to UndergroundStrengthGym.com. Read the website thoroughly from top to bottom. Then you could fill out the free trial form. Do not fill out the free trial form until you've seen everything from how membership works to what are our expectations to what is the cost. And uh, if you're worried about the money, we are not for you. Okay. We're not for you. And let me tell you, I know what it's like to invest in my kids. My daughter plays tennis. I've never seen a sport more expensive. Okay. The money that we pay for tennis is, you know, it makes the underground strength gym look like a Walmart. All right. It's expensive, but guess what? She wants to be into it. She wants to be about it. We're supporting her. We will support her. My son wants to do baseball. I'll support him all the way with it. And that means he's going to need coaches because even Olympic gold medalists have coaches. Nobody's too good. That's it, friends. I'm out of here. Have an awesome day. Talk to you soon.